Hey there, people-powered business community. Are you ready to transform the way you handle difficult conversations in your business? If so, I'd love you to join me for the Mastering Difficult Conversations workshop that I'm running next week. In just three interactive online sessions on the 18th, 20th and 22nd of March, you'll discover your unique leadership style, you'll master the art of impactful communication by learning the translation code, and you will build your personalized difficult conversations framework. Imagine tackling tricky team talks with confidence and ease, all for the special price for you listeners of just $47. But hurry, spots limited to ensure that we have an engaging experience for everyone. It's time to go from overwhelmed to empowered and lead your business with confidence. Just head over to peoplepoweredbusiness.com.au forward slash workshop to secure your seat now. Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hi there, it's Christy Lee here. Welcome to episode number 161 of the People Powered Business Podcast. How are you? Hope you're having a fabulous day, whatever you're up to when you're catching this episode of the podcast. Now, I'm curious about something. When you went out on your own, you started your business, or even when you started your career and you know started on this journey into whatever profession you are in right now, did you ever imagine a time when being in business or being in your job would mean you're spending your entire day, sometimes all of your time it feels like, dealing with the people, managing people, navigating the whole day around your people. I'm going to hazard a guess that that wasn't your initial plans or your thoughts. And yet so often when we're in business, when we're in leadership roles, that's exactly what we find ourselves doing. And I know for me, when I was early in my leadership journey, and certainly when I grew my team in my business in the early days, I didn't love those days so much, if I'm honest. I know that sounds awful to say. It's not that they weren't lovely people, but I didn't want to be managing people all day. And actually, I was on a leadership coaching call with a client yesterday And I shared that some days I just wanted to close my office door, which sounds really terrible. I just didn't want to talk to anyone for a little while and didn't want to have to deal with their questions or help them, or I just wanted to get some work done. (laughs) I don't know whether you can relate to that, but there's some days where I think all of us as business owners just think, do I have to deal with the people? And you might've found yourself there as well. And what tends to happen when we aren't naturally loving dealing with the people is we can switch into this mindset of being what I like to call a non-boss boss. And I talk about a lot about this um, kind of a pendulum when it comes to being the boss in your business, where on one side, we've got the micromanager who controls every tiny detail and people can't think for themselves and it can be very stressful. 
And sometimes we slip into that, you know, all of us. And then if we swing the pendulum the complete other way, we have what I call the non-boss boss, which is the person who's the boss or the leader, but they're the reluctant leader. They don't want to be leading. And so they just don't. (laughs) They just think people will figure it out on their own. They just think, I love autonomy, so I'm going to give everyone all the autonomy in the world and I'm not going to be a boss, but they have to be. And that's what I want to chat about today because I think we all can fall into this trap from time to time. So I thought we'd unpack what it looks like when we're being the non-boss boss and why some of us as entrepreneurs have a tendency to swing in this direction a little bit. I also want to share with you the downsides and the negative consequences when we do take on this non-boss mindset or this non-boss persona. And for those of you who know that you're being a bit of a non-boss or have a tendency to slip into that status, I'm going to give you three strategies to help you as the non-boss be a better leader. Three really, really easy things. So how does that sound? So what what on earth am I talking about when I'm talking about the non-boss boss? What is a non-boss mindset? What's really interesting, like I was saying earlier, it's kind of like there's two sides to the pendulum. So when we're a micromanager, we're in control of all the minute and tiny details. Not only what's being done and what success looks like, but the nuance of how and when and every tiny, tiny step along the way. And we'll do another episode on micromanagement because that's a whole other story. But on the, if you can picture that, and most of us can picture what a micromanager looks like because we've all been managed by one. Sometimes we might've been one, but I, I'm willing to bet almost all of us have had someone in our careers who has been a micromanager. In fact, I would say anecdotally, having been interviewing people for more than 20 years, when I asked the question, what sort of leadership style do you not like or of all the leaders that you've worked for, who was your least favorite and why? The most common answer by a country mile is this person because they were a micromanager or I don't like to be micromanaged. So I feel like it's an experience we've all had at one point or another in our career. So it's easy for us to picture that, right? So picture the opposite of that. And that's what the non-boss does. They're not managing the details, they're not managing anything. They're expecting that you will figure it out on your own, be proactive on your own, get it right, read their mind, and things will somehow miraculously turn out how they'd hoped. And if you're being a non-boss, this might be you. So some of the characteristics of our non-boss type people. Non-bosses avoid conflict. They just do not want to engage in conflict. Now, are you a conflict avoider? I know this is really something I had to learn because I was absolutely a conflict avoider, which is surprising because I'm quite a direct character generally, but I don't go chasing conflict. And so certainly early in my career, I would avoid conflict in the workplace. So non-bosses avoid conflict. So even if things aren't going right, they won't deal with it because That would involve conflict. That makes them uncomfortable. They just don't want conflict at all. They love peace in the workplace. To our employees as a non-boss, we seem to lack direction because we're not being clear about where we're going and why. So we may come across as a bit blasé, a little airy-fairy, just, you know, swimming along but in no particular direction. 
Because even if we've got something in our mind, we haven't communicated it when when we're not being the boss, when we're being a non-boss. One thing I see over and over again with our non-boss types is they have this sense of desire to say yes to everyone and to cater to and bow down to everyone's needs on the team because they don't like saying no because, again, conflict avoiders, and they want to please people. They generally want to look after people. And so they say yes to things they I have seen I've seen managers change the way entire workplaces were laid out and run because of their team. And they do this even if it's not in the best interest of the business or in the best interest of the team as a whole because their people-pleasing nature is so strongly pulled to catering to everyone's individual needs. They tend to be less good, well, they tend to be sometimes bad, to be honest, at leading by example. Because they're not being a boss and they're not willing to put themselves into those, you know, sometimes uncomfortable confrontational situations and they're not being direct and clear with their communication, they're often expecting their team members to do a lot of those things. So they're telling them to do what I say, not what I do, which is never Never a fast track to good leadership. And again, one of the most common things that I see over and over again, and this, I can see this uh, as if like a spotlight is on this in a business. Um, it's one of those things when I walk into a business to support them with whatever's going on with their people. If this is happening, it's like a flashing lights everywhere. And that is key decisions, key leadership decisions are made by committee or even worse, not being made at all. But so often it's, let me get 75 people involved in this decision, or let me get everyone in the room and we'll talk about it together. No, no, your team actually need you to make a decision. And so the non-boss's tendency, because they don't want to be the decision maker, because they might be the bad guy, or just because they don't want it on their shoulders, is they'll make decisions by committee. They'll get lots of people involved in every single decision. And that creates really a lack of momentum. Things tend to stall when we're making decisions by committee. And again, it's that situation where everyone's needs are getting addressed before the business's needs and before what's best for the team. In the leadership landscape, this type of person might be referred to as as the laissez-faire leader. Now, laissez-faire, as it sounds, is a French term, and its direct translation is something like leave it alone, let it be, like just let it go kind of thing, if you like. And that's exa- that encapsulates perfectly what a non-boss tends to look like. So a laissez-faire leader is someone who adopts a very hands-off approach to managing their team. And that's exactly what a non-boss does. So they may leave someone else to look after things. They may assume people will just look after themselves. And it's generally characterized by this lack of direction or guidance or intervention when it comes to the team. So, you know, if you've got a team of highly skilled, highly motivated, independent workers who are absolutely capable of keeping themselves accountable to all the metrics and know exactly where they're going, you can absolutely be the laissez-faire leader. You can be the non-boss and stuff will get done. But is that your team? Are your team all highly skilled, highly independent, highly driven workers who know exactly what direction they're going in without any guidance from you? There's very few teams like that. They sound kind of great, don't they? Um, Very few teams are like that across the board. And that's why being a non-boss is really dangerous. So maybe stop for a moment and have a think yourself. Do you have a tendency to be the non-boss? 
Maybe you're someone who swings in different directions. Sometimes you micromanage, sometimes you're a really good, solid lead by example leader, and other times you do become the non-boss because it all feels a bit hard. I think that might be one of the main reasons that we would swing in this direction. Uh, We don't want to be bossy. We don't want to deal with people. We've had enough. We want people to just be independent. So if we don't guide them, then they will be independent. That's kind of the thinking we go through. And maybe you've thought like that or you've dipped down into this non-boss territory yourself. So is it really that bad? What are the downsides if you are a non-boss and you're displaying this non-boss sort of approach and mindset to how you're leading your team? I think for me, one of the foundational issues when you are a non-boss is this failure to set clear direction for your team and communicate it. And ultimately what that means every single time, it doesn't matter whether your team are highly skilled professionals or juniors and apprentices, it doesn't matter. When you haven't set the clear direction and communicated it to your team, your team don't know where they're going. So even the most motivated person on your team might be doing lots of work in a totally wrong direction to where you want them to go. And people actually really do want direction at work. They want to know what's expected of them. They want to know what the goals and objectives are because when they achieve them, there's a sense of satisfaction, a sense of I've done a great job and and that's what everyone wants when they're at work. Don't be mistaken by thinking people don't want that. They really do. But it's your job as the leader or the boss to set that direction, to set those goals and objectives and to communicate them effectively to your team in a way that lands with them. So if you're being a non-boss, you're not setting that clarity and direction, which really gives your team nowhere to go. The second downside of being a non-boss is I think we have this perception that people don't want to be led and they don't want a boss. And actually, surprisingly, probably nothing could be further from the truth. People want to follow a leader. Think about it in your own areas of your life. Maybe when you've been learning a skill or developing a particular area of your life, You will always have been looking for leaders to help show you the way, to help guide the way for you, maybe so that it's easier and faster and better, but you will want to follow a leader and people naturally do at work. People trust and respect strong leadership. Now, that doesn't mean micromanagement. We'll get to that on another episode. But it does mean clear direction. It does mean clear communication. It does mean someone's actually the boss and showing the way here. Without that, it actually erodes, I guess, what I call psychological safety at work. People kind of feel like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm not sure what I should be doing. Um, Is this right? Is this wrong? I don't know because they're not getting the feedback. And that erodes their psychological safety. They don't come to work thinking, I know exactly what I'm meant to be doing here and off I go to do it. They turn up to work in a very different mindset and they leave work in a very different mindset. And the third issue is that has a flow-on effect. So when our team aren't clear and they're not confident and they don't feel trust and they don't feel psychological safety, it impacts everything else. It's like a ripple effect out to the rest of the business. Those things immediately reduce morale in the team. That leads to a lower engagement, which has a direct impact on motivation at work. We know that an engaged team and motivated team are more productive. So by losing all of that, you're losing productivity out of the business. And ultimately, where does productivity lead? Profitability. So these things that we don't think are related, when we put all the cogs of the machine together, they are directly correlated. If you're being a non-boss, you're leaving money on the table and it's having a direct impact on the profitability of your workplace. 
So if that is you, or if you're worried that it might be you, what are some really simple strategies that you can implement straight away to help you transition out of being the non-boss? Because it's not, you know, for some of us, being a boss is not very comfortable. It's not where we want to play. And so the, the thought to us of going from being a non-boss to being an amazing leader might feel too much of a leap. But there are some little things to do to help you start to move in the right direction. I'm going to share three with you. The first is, as I've referred to many times in today's episode, get clear on the vision, the goals, the objectives, where you're going as a business, and communicate it with your team. It is that simple. You could do that in a team meeting. You could do that in a team planning day. You could do that every month in your monthly meetings. It doesn't matter how, as long as it's in a way that your team can resonate with it, that you're being clear, and that your team can really grab that and take it. If you are not clear and you haven't clearly communicated what this business is all about, what the direction is we're going in, what the vision is, what the goals and objectives are, you're never going to get there. That is a fundamental part of being a great leader and a great boss is being able to set the pathway. This is where we're going for people. So if you haven't done that, that's one thing you can do. The second key strategy that you can implement straight away is start to practice tiny delegation. Now, what do I mean by tiny delegation? For some of us as leaders, delegating is hard. Whether we're a micromanager or a non-boss or anything in between, sometimes we tend to be control freaks. (laughs) Sound familiar to anyone? I've got my hand up. I absolutely have been a control freak and probably still am from time to time in my business. And so delegating can be hard for us. Why? Because it takes time. It's quicker to do it myself. No one can do it as well as I can. If I give them that, I'll lose control over it. There's so many things that go on in our head. But the truth is, until you start delegating, you're not being an effective leader or an effective boss, and you're certainly not going to be able to grow your business. So start with tiny delegation. Don't delegate the most important, profitable thing that's on your plate right now. Don't delegate the biggest project in your business if you struggle with delegation. Delegate something that is small, that is easy to train up on, so you can translate the the information easily, that's easy to see and measure how it's going if it's no longer on your plate, and that's taking up time for you where you could be spending it elsewhere on something way more productive for your business. Once you start to delegate and get in the practice of what works for you when you're delegating and what doesn't, you'll feel more confident in delegating more in delegating harder tasks, bigger projects, more impactful processes. But starting with tiny pieces of delegation, things that are no-brainers, will build your confidence as a boss that actually delegating is good. So start with some tiny delegation. And my third strategy is to start to understand yourself, build some self-awareness, and if it's right for you, invest in some professional development in this space. In our Powerbox coaching program, one of the first activities we do is a self-assessment tool, I guess you'd say, that gives us a report that shows us what the natural leadership and management style of the individual is. So we have a starting point to look in the mirror and say, 
This is why some things are easier to you than others. This is why this is your natural default because this is your true personality, your true style when it comes to leading people and managing a team. And that gives us a starting point to see where the blind spots are, what we should be working on next, why some things feel so hard for some people and not for others. A great example is recently I was working with one of my Powerboss coaching clients and I helped them draft an email. Now, I share with my clients what type my personality type is because I'm often different to them. And so my communication is very direct, especially when it comes to certain things with our team. And so I will draft an email and say, I've tried to make this soft, but it's in my very direct tone. So you might want to soften it up again. And she came straight back to me and said, yes, that's very direct. So we're all different. We've all got different blind spots and different things that we find harder. For some of us, it's that empathetic nature that's more difficult for others being direct as a leader is more difficult but until you build some self-awareness around what your natural leadership style is and why you find some aspects of being a boss so damn challenging then it's really hard to start that professional development process so that's another great strategy it can be as simple as listening to podcasts reading books it doesn't have to mean you're investing in high uh, cost coaching programs but they are definitely out there as well but start to build some self-awareness and do some professional development. So I hope you've enjoyed how we've unpacked the non-boss mindset today. And fundamentally, being a non-boss usually comes down to the fact that we are fearful of leading, that we don't know how to do it, that we're not sure we're going to get it right, that we might mess it up, and so we just don't do it at all. And If you can overcome that fear of leading in your business, if you can drop some of the non-boss mindset and really step into being a power boss in your business, your business will thrive. So today we've unpacked what a non-boss looks like and why you might be one, some of the symptoms and signs to look out for. I shared with you some of the risks and downsides of being a non-boss and how it's going to impact and have a ripple effect on the rest of your business. And I gave you those three quick strategies that you can take to step out of your non-boss mindset, get clear on your vision and communicate it with your team, start to practice tiny delegation and build some self-awareness and start your professional development journey in your boss and leadership skills. I hope it's been useful. If you are a non-boss and you'd like to join in the conversation or you want to share your experience of how you've managed this yourself, please come and join us in our free Facebook group, HR Support for Australian Businesses. The link is in today's show notes, which you can grab wherever you're listening to this episode, or just head over to Facebook groups and search HR Support Australia. You will find us there. Thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast today. It's been great to be here with you and I'll chat to you again next week on the People Powered Business Podcast.